Previously on Left Behind. Do you feel like a cookie? I'm sorry. I... Buck? <laughs> Buck? I believe, Daddy. I want to pray like Bruce said. The room we meet in must be isolated. I'll make sure. And one that... more thing. Please seat Mr. Stonegall and Mr. Todd Cothran on either side of me. What do you call this period? The tribulation. So this team, a sort of biblical Green Berets, would be your tribulation force. Interestingly enough, I have an invitation to attend a private UN meeting Monday. With Carpathian? Yes. You must not go. Based on the best-selling novel, Tyndale House Publishers proudly presents episode 12 of the dramatic audio edition of Left Behind. I finally understood what it means to be a Christian and what God had done to get me to that point. So right there on the plane, with my dad sitting next to me, I gave my life to God. And I'm ready for whatever God wants to do with me. Chloe, um, we're really excited to have you on board, and more so to have you in the family of God. Amen to that. Now, whew, I... Uh, I'd like to go over the recent news reports and see how they may line up with Scripture. But first, I'd like to spend some time in prayer for uh, a member of the media I met yesterday. I won't, I won't mention his name, but I believe he's in grave danger. Rayford, would you lead in prayer? Uh, sure. <clears throat> Father, we want to pray for this reporter. We ask that you would first of all open his eyes Steve, to your truth. I've got good news and bad news. Well, first, I'll be there Monday morning for the meeting. Okay, what's the good news? <laughs> bad news is I'm not inviting Hattie Durham like you wanted. Oh, come on, kid. It's a small request. Friend to friend. Nick to you. Oh, so now it's Nick, is it? Look, I don't even do that for my real friends. Not even for me. <laughs> you want to meet Hattie's mom? You know her? I'm kidding. Hey, like mother, like daughter, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, never mind. Am I uninvited? I'm not going to tell him. Well, how are you going to explain it when Hattie doesn't show? I'll call her myself. My guess is she'll be honored to see Nikolai again. Yeah, you might be right. But that's your call to make. I'll do what I have to do then. Hey, Steve, I need one more exclusive before the cover story runs. Hang on. Now let's see if I get this straight. I ask for a little favor, get blown off. And you want another break? Well, the piece is practically the whole magazine. And besides, he needs this. If you watched TV yesterday, kid, you know he doesn't need anything. We need him. Do we? You know, there are some people who link Nikolai, well, to end times events in the Bible. Steve? I'm here. Have you heard of anyone making that connection? Buck, I have a two-word answer. Staten Island. <laughs> Wait, are you saying I'll wind up dead like Don't Eric Mill? Don't say that name! Steve, something tells me I'm being threatened. Not threatened, just warned. You know I don't warn well. Don't go 
sniffing the wrong briar patch. And I shouldn't even bring it up with him, in spite of the fact I'm supposed to ask the tough questions? If I thought you'd even consider mentioning it, I'd discourage him from doing the interview altogether. Huh. Didn't take you long to become a company man. Buck, what a nice surprise. Uh, you're gonna get a call inviting you to New York, and I want to recommend <laughs> I that I already you're... did. You're kidding. No, why would I be? Oh, actually, Hattie, I I'm wasn't... I'm seeing Nikolai again. Isn't it exciting? I'm advising you not to do it. <laughs> right. I'm going to turn down a date with the most powerful man in the world. Why would you advise that? Well, <laughs> because you're not that kind of girl. Uh-huh. First, Buck, I'm not a girl, and I don't need a parent or a legal guardian. I'm talking as a friend now. <sighs> I have reasons to you're believe not that... You're my friend, Buck. It was obvious you didn't even like me. Hattie, maybe I don't know you, oh. but you don't seem the type who would allow herself to be taken advantage by a stranger. Oh, well, you're pretty much a stranger, and you're trying to tell me what to do. And there's no way to talk you out of it. Oh, look, don't waste your breath. I want to welcome you to our service. Uh, for those of you who are standing outside in the overflow, uh, I apologize. I don't see him. Me neither. Able to get who knows? The place is packed. We appreciate your being here. Uh, today we're going to hear more testimonies of changed lives. And we're going Dad, to look. Play the He's outside in front. By yes. Guess we know what you're going to pray for this morning. Set up, but some of you will just have to listen, which is fine. I'm really sorry, Chloe. I know that was him out there. Maybe he had a deadline or had to catch a flight back to New York. At least he showed up. I really wanted him to be there when I gave my testimony. Hey, there's something on the front door. Hey, Chloe, it's for you. Dear Chloe, it isn't that I didn't want to say goodbye, but I don't. I'll be back in town for bureau business and maybe just to see you if you'll allow it. I've, I've got, got a lot, lot to think about, about right now, and, and frankly, I don't want my attraction to you to get in the way of it. You're, You're a lovely person, and I was moved to tears by your story. Would you, you do, do something, something I've never asked anyone to do for me? Would you pray for me? I'll call you or see you soon. I promise. Williams! Mr. Bailey, what are you doing here? Taking advantage of my position. I want to be at this press conference. I'm glad you'll represent Global in the preliminary meeting. <laughs> right. I read the first draft of the theory piece last night. That's nice and tight. Looks like a real winner. Hmm. Thank you, sir. All right, Williams. Good luck in there. Thanks. I have a feeling I'm going to need it. Here are your credentials, Mr. Williams. Make sure those are visible at all times, if you would. You'll be in the number three executive meeting room at the end of the C corridor. Uh, thank you. There are people here, and I assume there as well. I think they need to know. Dirk? Mr. Burton's body Dirk? was discovered in his flat this morning. Dirk Burton is dead. Light green sedan. Bella says inside light is on. Howard! Eric Miller from Seaboard Bunkley. I know it, Mr. Miller. Funny you I should mention Eric. His body washed up on Staten Island. Eric Miller's dead. God, everybody who gets in the way of these people winds up dead. I feel evil all around me here. But I can't turn back now. Hey, Buckle, we're almost ready to begin. Come on in. Uh, Steve, 
I need to run to the washroom. Do I have a minute? You got five. When you get back, you'll be right over there. Thanks. Uh, personal assistant? Who's that? You'll see. Hey, Todd Cothran here? Of course. In the light gray. Talking to Nikolai. Now you've only got four minutes, kiddo. Better get going. Okay. Officer, can I leave this here while I run to the washroom? I'll take care of it. Good. Thanks. God, I need you. And not just for this meeting. I've been running from the truth for a long time now. I know I'm a sinner. And right now, God, I believe, I believe you died for me. And I ask you to make me a new person. Come into my life right now, I pray. In Jesus' name. Now, God, I pray for protection. I felt it when I walked into that room. I know the Antichrist is in there somewhere. So I pray you protect me from his evil plan. Amen. Ah, Mr. Williams, you have returned. So, now we can get started. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> uh, Buck, I was just introducing my new personal assistant. Gentlemen, I want you to meet a very special person to me. Her name is Hattie Durham. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Gentlemen and lady, this is an important moment. In a few minutes, we will greet the press and introduce those of you who shall be entrusted to lead the global village. Mr. Todd Cothran, you shall be introduced as the ambassador of the great states of Britain, which now includes much of Western and Eastern Europe. I welcome you to the team and confer upon you all the rights and privileges that go with your new station. May you display to me and to those in your charge the consistency and wisdom that have brought you to this position. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Mr. Williams, I welcome you to the team. No. And confer upon it's not you right. all the rights and I'm privileges that go team. with your station. I'm an May independent journalist. I'm not a follower. God help me. Show me what to do. To this position. Uh, thank you, sir. It has to be him, Mr. God. Williams, <laughs> you look as though you've just seen the devil himself. <laughs> Are you all right? I'm fine. Good. Then I will let go of your hand and move on, trusting that you will not faint. <laughs> God, I can see it. Ms. Durham, if it hadn't been for be your protection, as my I'd be just like the others. I they welcome like you to the team and confer Eddie, upon you all the rights and privileges that go with your It's like they're under a spell. May you display to Protect me, me God, from whatever's happening here. The consistency and wisdom that have brought you to this position. Oh, thank you. And now, my friend, Jonathan Stonegall. Where do I begin? There's no need to say anything, Nikolai. Mr. Stonegall, you have meant more to me than anyone on Earth. I welcome you to the team and confer upon you all the rights and privileges that go with your new station. You welcome me? Mr. Stonegall, you may be seated. I will not. Sir, I have been having a bit of sport at your expense. 
I, uh, I, I beg your pardon, Nikolai. Please, my friend, please be seated. Gentlemen and lady, we have only a few minutes before we meet the media. I would like to present a bit of an object lesson in leadership, followership, and may I say, chain of command. Mr. Scott M. Arthurus, would you approach me, please? Uh, me, sir? Yes. One of my leadership techniques is my power of observation, combined with a prodigious memory. Mr. Otterness was surprised, because we had not been introduced, had we, sir? No, sir, Mr. Carpathia, we had not. And yet I knew your full name. Even got the middle initial. <laughs> I can also tell you the make, model, and caliber of the weapon you carry on your hip. I will not look as you remove it and display it to this group. I observed, sir, that you were issued a Smith & Wesson 5906 9mm semi-automatic. The 15-round clip is loaded with high-velocity hollow-point shells. That's absolutely correct. May I hold it, please? Certainly, sir. Thank you. You may return to your post, guarding Mr. Williams' bag, which contains a tape recorder, a cellular phone, and a computer. Am I correct, Cameron? This is some sort God. of parlor trick. Give me You're strength acting to like a child. this evil man. I would like to tell you all what you are about to see. I'm going to ask Mr. Stonegall to rise once more. Jonathan, if you please. What are you doing, Nikolai? Jonathan, you know you can trust me. Good. And now I'm going to ask that we switch places. What is this? I absolutely refuse to go along with this. It will become clear quickly, and I will no longer need your help. I don't see where this is going, Nikolai. Ah, that's fine. And now I'm going to ask you to kneel, Jonathan. That I will not do. Yes, you will. No, sir, I will not. Have you lost your mind? I will not be humiliated. If you think that you have risen to a position over me, you are mistaken. Move again and you are dead. Nikolai! Everyone be seated, please. Jonathan, on your knees. Miss Durham, you will want to slide your chair back about three feet so as not to soil your outfit. What have I done to you? I've only been your friend. I'm not a threat to you. Oh, begging does not become you, Jonathan. Be quiet. Hattie, stand and move your chair back and be seated. I do not want any blood to get on you before the press conference. All right. No, Nikolai. No. I am going to kill Mr. Stonegall with a painless, hollow-point round to the brain, which he will neither hear nor feel. The rest of us will experience some ringing in our ears. This will be instructive for you all. You will understand cognitively that I am in charge, that I fear no man, and that no one can oppose me. No, Nikolai. I don't feel well. Nikolai, I beg you. Up when it. Mr. Stonegall is dead, no. I will tell you what you will remember. Unless anyone feel I have not been fair. Let me add that more than blood will wind up on Mr. Todd Cothran's suit. A high-velocity bullet at this range will also kill him. Oh, which, as you know, Mr. Williams, is something I promised I would deal with in due time. No! And now that Mr. Stonegall holds the smoking gun, I will tell you what we just witnessed. This was a horrible, tragic end to two otherwise extravagantly productive lives. What compelled Mr. Stonegall to rush the guard, disarm him, take his own life, and that of his British colleague, 
I do not know. At breakfast this morning, Jonathan told me he felt personally responsible for two deaths in England. He said he could no longer live with the guilt. How he conspired with Mr. Todd Cothran, I do not know. But perhaps in a sad way, justice was meted out here today. But now, while Miss Durham phones security, I will poll each of you for your version of what happened here. Hattie. Yes, sir. I'll call right away. Mr. Plank. That was unbelievable. When Mr. Stonegall grabbed the gun, I thought he was going to kill us all. I'm... Well, I, I'm not all right, and, and I will not be all right for a long, long time. Dear God, I... I have never seen us. We all saw what happened. As it was happening. I'm the only one. To involve I tell the, the life truth, of another. He'll kill me too. Process. This is most, most... But should I lie? Unfortunate. Give me wisdom, Lord. Indeed. And you, Cameron. This suicide was awful, was it not? Uh, um... Uh, Cameron! headlines. After yesterday's incredible events, we are now reporting an even more shocking development at the United Nations. A UN meeting turns deadly for two Security Council members. We take you live now to the United Nations in New Where York. Where is he? I don't see yeah. events. He has to be there somewhere. Day. Everybody else from that meeting is there. Who's the girl by Carpathia? Oh, Dad, is that who I think that is? Oh, no, it sure looks like I'm her. Sure you are Shh, he's introducing people. Rosenzweig, the brilliant scientist, and my new personal assistant, Having given up a stellar career in the aviation industry, Miss Hattie Durham, who has already certainly proven hope Buck her worth behind the that. efforts for peace. Maybe Buck took my advice and didn't go. That doesn't sound like him. No, it doesn't. Who knows what happened in there? Him going in with only this a prayer. I'd like to think that would be enough. No, and now it is no. A day of he needed the covering Buck, of God himself. Buck, where have you been? Why weren't you at the press conference? Uh, Mr. Bailey, I came back here to get the story down while it was fresh. Were you in there when Stonegall offed himself and took the Brit with him? Uh, Mr. Bailey, you I was... Been. How are you going to convince anybody you were in there when you didn't show up for the press conference? I'm telling you, I was there. Don't you have an exclusive with Carpathia now? Uh, I'm not sure. I'll need to call Steve and reconfirm. Well, do it. Quick. I don't know if I want to be in the same room with Carpathia again. Steve Blank. Steve, the exclusive with Carpathia, is it still on? You're kidding, right? You heard what happened here and you want a one-on-one? -on -one? Give me a break. Heard? Steve, I was there. I saw it with my own eyes. You're not following me. If you'd been here for the meeting you were supposed to come to, you would have seen it. Steve, I was there. You saw me. I didn't even see you at the press conference. I wasn't at the press conference, but I was in the room when Stonegall and Todd Cothran died. I don't have time for this. You were supposed to be there. You weren't. I resent it. Carpathia is offended, and no, no exclusive. Steve? Oh, great. God, help me understand this. Help me do the right thing. Steve, listen to me. No, you listen to me, Cameron. Mr. Bailey. Where were you? You're not listed as being present at that meeting. Well, read my story. You'll know exactly where I was. I just talked to the UN guard and Carpathia's personal assistant. None of them saw you. You weren't there. I'm telling you, I was there. I... 
I gave my car to a police officer. He, he can confirm it. I'm coming back to the office right now. If you're not there, you're fired. I'll be here. Right here. Racing station. Yes, uh, Detective Sergeant Bill Clary, please. Uh, what's the name again? Clary, C-L-A-R-E-Y. No, I don't recognize it. You got the right precinct? Yeah, uh, yeah. He gave me his card with this number. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. It's not our guy. Well, how would I locate him? Look, I'm busy here, pal, or I call Midtown. It's important. Uh, do you have a department directory or something? Listen, we got thousands of cops. Well, just look up Clary for me, will you? <sighs> yeah, fine. Hang on. Uh, look, uh, you know, I got, I got nothing here, all right? Well, could he be new? Look, he could be your sister for all I know, all right? Look, let me transfer you. Sir, our records show there is no one in the New York Police Department named Clary, and there never has been. If somebody's got a phony police business card doled up, we'd certainly like to see it. All right, thank you. I don't want any more of this nonsense. We all know you weren't there. I don't know what you thought was more important, but you're wrong. Mr. Bailey, let me explain. This is unacceptable, Williams. I can't have you as my executive editor. I'll gladly go back to senior writer. Can't go along with that either. I want you out of New York. I'm going to put you in the Chicago Bureau. And listen, I'll be glad to run any bureau you like. Just let me explain what happened. You don't get it, do you? I don't trust you. I should fire you on the spot. Instead, I'm making you a staff hack in Chicago. I'm calling Lucinda's assistant and giving her that job today. It'll mean a big pay cut for you. Get your things in order and find yourself a place in Chicago. You know, someday, I want you to come clean with me, son. That was the sorriest excuse for news gathering I've ever seen. Am I one of the best in the business? It's a shame. That's what it is. Hello, Bruce Barnes. Oh, oh wait. I'll, I'll put you on the speakerphone. Uh, Chloe and Rayford are right here. It's Buck. Buck, where are you? I'm at a payphone near JFK. I didn't want to risk calling from the office. Uh, are you in danger, Buck? We all are. I'm sure of it. Hmm. Carpathia is your man, no question. Hmm. I felt your prayers in the meeting. God protected me. Well, praise God. I'm moving to Chicago, and I want to be a member of... No, what did you call it, Bruce? The, the Tribulation Force? Yeah, that's it. Does this mean... You know exactly what it means. Count me in. What happened, Buck? I'd rather tell you about it in person. I've got quite a story for you, and you're the only people I know who are going to believe it. There he is. See you. See you. Buck! Oh. oh, it's good to see you guys. you got to tell us what happened. Oh, it was like a dream. Carpathia pulls the trigger, two men are dead, and the whole room believes his lie. If I hadn't asked God into my life, I... I don't even want to think about it. And this is the man the world is fawning over. The days ahead should be very interesting. Well, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, I, I think before we hear any more, we, we need to pray. That is a great idea. Bruce, would you lead us? Sure. Heavenly Father, we praise you for our new brother, that he is now your child and in your family. We thank you for answering our prayers and, and protecting him from the evil one. Yours is the greatness, and the power, and the glory forever. Now we ask you to, to use this tribulation force, Father. Make us bold in the battle that is to come. Unite our hearts for the cause of Christ, and no matter what happens, may we be found faithful to the end. For your honor and, and your glory, we 
pray in the name of the one who is victorious over death and hell and the grave and over even Satan himself. We pray in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Left Behind, the dramatic audio edition, is based on the book by Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins and has been adapted for radio by Chris Fabry with music by Steve Wick. Directed and produced by Todd Bastide. The dramatic audio edition of Left Behind is a production of Gap Digital and Tyndale House Publishers. Thank you for listening.